0: Namaste, bitches. Welcome back. It's A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. On this week's episode, I'm going to have a conversation with my good friend and fellow comic, Pranav Bihari. We're going to talk about comedy, spirituality, drugs, the Holy Trinity, as I call it. (laughs) Uh, But before I get to that conversation, I just wanted to take a second to reflect on my week. Just share some spiritual lessons along my path. Uh, especially because this week was sort of a tough week. I am going through some transitions. I'm on the road to the Midwest, and then I'm going back down to Texas. I decided to quit smoking cigarettes, so I knew I was going to have some physical withdrawals. Um, I had also done a bunch of cocaine over the weekend. Uh Oh, whoops, don't tell the cops. Just kidding. (laughs) And so I knew my serotonin levels were going to be pretty depleted. So I decided on Monday that the mantra of the week was going to be, it's okay. (laughs) Just, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Just very soothing. Like how a mother would speak to her child. uh, Well, a good mom. (laughs) How an ideal mother would speak to her child is how I decided to speak to myself this week with kindness because I knew shit was going to hit the fan just from the physical withdrawals. Like on Tuesday, my mantra was less, it's okay. And more just me yelling, shut the fuck up to my dog. (laughs) So super enlightened, really coming pretty far in my spiritual path. (laughs) But I knew that that was going to happen. And I decided to approach it with love and with kindness rather than with avoiding or fighting it because when you avoid your demons like they just come back like I could have just bought a pack of cigarettes and that would have solved all of my frustrations but it wouldn't have made the problem go away because as soon as I tried to quit again they would just come back up so ignoring your demons doesn't make them go away resisting your demons and being unkind uh, just really amplifies the tension also so I think the way that I try to approach it is to have tea with my demons. And the poet Rumi writes something about this. And um, he says, This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all the dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So I could approach my demons and anger with more anger and more frustration, but I would be limiting myself and missing out on an opportunity to learn a lesson and to move beyond the physical struggle. And it's been about a week now since I've had a cigarette and it is getting easier and there's more space here. And I'm happy that I treated myself with kindness. I think it helped me to get to this point where I'm at now. And it's not easy to quit smoking, to quit doing drugs, to quit doing substances. And it's not even that I think the substances are inherently wrong, but that they keep me from being fully present. They're sort of a fun distraction, um, but aren't true happiness. <laughs> so I'm just trying to remind myself of that, to just be kind and to make space for the possibility of being happy without needing to heart hurt my body. So, um, with that said, I uh, just want to welcome y'all again to the podcast and um, stay tuned for the interview with Pranav Biari. Thanks, guys. Okay, hi. Uh, Welcome, Pranav Bihari. Hello, hello. Did I say it right? Yeah, you got
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) How polite of you. (laughs) I tried. I've been
0: practicing. Um, So, welcome. So, uh, Pranav is a very good friend of mine. He's a stand-up comic. Um, Very funny. We co-produced Trigger Play together. Yep, yep. First Saturday of the month. Uh, absolutely. Well, what's it now? It's, it's
1: uh, last Saturday of the month. You come 2018, <laughs> it's last Saturday of the month.
0: Okay, yeah, last Saturday of the month, 7.30 p.m. at Pine Box. Um, yeah, come check it's it out, killer. guys. Come yeah. check it out. Um, so, Pranav, so you're my first guest on the episode. I'm very honored to I'm, have you. I'm
1: very honored to be that. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. I'm very flattered.
0: Um, I just want to talk a little bit about, like, what was your spiritual background as a child?
1: Um... Growing up, we were a Hindu family. Yeah, we were raised Hindu. Um, and what that means, to, I don't know. I don't even know how to begin to explain that to like anybody from a who comes from a Western religion like oh. Islam or Christianity or Judaism, but it's just very different. We just had pictures of monkeys and anthropomorphic monkeys and elephants uh, in our house. Um, eating meat was considered wrong um, and just getting like daily lectures on karma on my way to school every morning.
0: It's <laughs> like, don't be bad or else t- it's going to come back around. I mean, it
1: was just like, there were like, actually now that I think about it, like they were actually pretty for the age that I was, they were fairly sophisticated concepts that they were trying to impart to me, like my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did get like, there was a definitely a period of time Where and I still kind of cringe to this day, but where like I couldn't, I wouldn't kill like a bug because Mm -hmm. I was just like terrified of the idea of doing that. I was like, you can't, you can't, you you, like, you can't even step, you can't walk anywhere because you're gonna fucking kill a bunch of creatures. Um, And like I remember being in India at one point, and um, and. Uh just like having this in my mind, like I can't step on bugs, you know, this is all gonna come back, you know, your actions, da da da. da, da. And I remember at one point I like there were these gigantic ants. I mean, this is India, so it's fucking Jurassic Park over yeah. there, you know, in the 80s, you know. You come back looking like you just came the back 80s. from the dark ages. I had boils all over my arms and shit. I was emaciated. Was I mean, like, yeah, like. basically, yeah, you know, you come back, you're all fucked up. Um, and I remember I, there were just these gigantic ants, and uh, I don't know why I did this, but I just fucking ate one. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Oh, my God. It all fucking unraveled. I, like- I did. It was like a
1: precipitous... I didn't just step on it. I fucking ate it like the devil would, you know? How, was, how did it, it, it taste? Was it's like- <laughs> it was sweet. Like, it, was, it was like, they're just filled with sugar. I get why ants <laughs> are always like attracted to sweet shit. It was just very sweet. Mm-hmm um i was like they're just this is just like a grape two grapes with consciousness that's all it is (laughs) you know it's just like moving around this is (laughs) is delicious um but yeah i was like really always from a a very early age like karma is everything
0: so what's like a rundown of like a like basic karma like what would that entail like educate me
1: I mean, well, karma, you know, the Sanskrit, it actually just means action, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just action. But with the way we think about it, and it's generally known as, oh, bad karma. You right. Know, it's it's action in terms of reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the basic idea is that all of your karams, which is how you kind of really pronounce it, uh, are the things that you accumulate in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the things that will determine how your life in in this world goes as well as your next life will go as mm-hmm. well and it's like actually a fairly complicated concept there's three kinds of karma one mm-hmm. of them is like Im- immediate or instant karma you know like i i throw something in the air it falls down you yeah know? um or like
0: is this instant karma if i'm like this happens to me a lot where, like, in my mind, I'm judging someone or, like, hating on them, and then I trip immediately. Is that instant karma? I mean,
1: that could be, right? <laughs> it's like we can't, I can't, I mean, that happens to me, too, actually. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, because I have this concept, in my mind like, oh, fuck, that's karma, as yeah. opposed to, like, maybe I'm just distracted while I'm right. talking shit about somebody in my head, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like, you know, whoever it is is, like... Um, that powerful or, or something yeah, you know exactly. what i mean we're like the bodega guy who would <laughs> who like shortchanged me or whatever is like that powerful like oh fuck don't fuck with him yeah. you know, he's the lord of karma or something no um so you know but there is there, that's just, yeah like instant karma you know but that's even like a concept of like gravity or something but or yeah something that will come back to you in this world you know what i mean or you lie and then you end up getting caught up in that lie through some other consequence of that lie. that would might be an in, an instance of that right yeah, yeah. And then there's karma, which is kind of like, um, it's kind of in limbo. Mm-hmm. It's in a, a state of potential rather than in actuality.
0: Okay. What does that mean?
1: Uh, it's, again, I, I, it's called like Kriyaman Karma or something, mm-hmm. but it's basically like the karma bank. Kind okay. Of, okay. You know? <laughs> I This is, you know, it's funny because like as engaged as I still am in the Hindu religion, I, I haven't even like...
0: It's pretty complex, right? It's like
1: really, it's, it's very complex. And ancient, yeah. like there's uh,
0: a lot behind it. There's
1: like over 10,000 years of like continuous oh history God. with it, you know, uh, depending on who you talk to, you know, like Indians are just like, yeah, we've been around for a million years mm-hmm. and like, but you know, who the fuck knows really. Um. So yeah, it's a really complicated religion. So
0: how does it affect your day-to-day life now, spiritually, like your mm-hmm. practice?
1: spiritually um i i meditate every day Mm -hmm. you know that's a huge part of it um
0: what kind of meditations do you do and how long
1: i do uh what's called transcendental meditation Mm -hmm. which is really like the most basic it's in in essence it's like the original form of meditation where in india let's say originally you would go to a guru a guru he would initiate you with a mantra Mm -hmm. and then that would be your mantra and you never tell anybody else that mantra right yours Uh, TM, Transcendental Meditation, is really kind of capitalism getting a hold of meditation, right? Yeah. Um, Which, you know, it has its flaws as well because you're paying money to go and learn this practice. But at the same time, it does kind of democratize the practice and allows anybody who doesn't necessarily have access to some kind of a guru or spiritual master to access what is a really powerful technique.
0: Yeah, I've done it online. Like, I started when I started meditating, I would use Headspace, mm-hmm. which is just an app that you can download. Um, that's like you can pay for it, they have some free ones. Um, and that was my first intro. It's just kind of a guided, like, focus on your breathing kind of meditation, right? Yeah, and then. The past six months, I started branching out to, like, explore different kinds because there's so many different ways to meditate and, like, what you want to focus on. Like, your breathing or I just recently started doing some, like, TM, like, YouTube videos. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. They're really, they keep that shit locked up, though. Like, you're not supposed to tell your mantra to anybody. Somebody, I think, like, released the whole book of mantras and it's not, like, a very interesting or worthwhile reason why you're not supposed to. Yeah, why aren't I'm not gonna tell you. No, 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 I'm not gonna ask. I think I've asked you before and you didn't tell (laughs) me. So (laughs) yeah, I'm fucking paranoid. I'm superstitious. I'm religious. Obviously, I'm superstitious (laughs) and dumb on some level. (laughs) Obviously, you wouldn't be religious if you weren't. Exactly. you to be a little dumb. (laughs) Like. Um, Oh, oh, what were we saying? Um,
0: um, just like your mantra and like how you're not supposed to tell anybody. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they keep <coughs> that shit locked up. And, yeah. you know. And all
0: Why that. aren't you supposed to tell anyone your mantra?
1: I, you know, I think there's probably a very good reason if you were to talk to somebody in India who's doing just who works with a guru and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Um, I think in the case of TM, it's probably more like, yo, we, they're selling mantras maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. That's part of, that's definitely part of the program. You know? What are
0: the mantras like, what are some of the themes of them? Like what are, Is supposed to be like positive thoughts or. No, the, the
1: way that they, that they will tell it to you is that it's, it's just a sound. Okay. It's just a sound.
0: And what do they do? It just like t- taps you in with like certain vibrations
1: that, I don't even know. I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even speculate on that. Yeah. Um, you know, an uncle of mine who's uh, been meditating a very long time, and he's, like, a very, I would say consider him, like, a more advanced practitioner. He's, like, 90 years old or something. He's he's a really cool guy. Um, he's an Indian. He's just, like, look, after a while, like, anything that you do will become meditation or mm. can be meditation. You yeah. Know? So yeah. It's, it's really about the ability to... Execute action
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a way that you're still kind of absent within yourself, you know what I mean, right? Um,
0: and like being mindful too, right? Like, you know, like you could just do a walking meditation, or like chopping vegetables can become like a meditative act, yeah. You know? I mean,
1: mindfulness is something I'm not that familiar with, mm-hmm. like, as a technique that seems to be something that's become a very big, yeah, deal here, mm-hmm. um.
0: It's just really like being aware, right? Like just being very right. present, which kind of ties into meditation is just... Well, I guess TM is you're kind of a little bit more detached, but kind of like a broader awareness.
1: Like with TM, it's you're not really aware, you know? Yeah. Like you don't really think about the mantra. There's no meaning attached to it. Mm-hmm. You're really just using that repetition. Like mechanically speaking, you're really just using repetition as a way to transcend the actual activity and mm-hmm. allowing your mind to do another kind of work mm-hmm. you know right which is like a whole other kind of processing that's like going on
0: detaching from consciousness like detaching from thought
1: De- detaching from th- from thought yeah certainly but even when you're meditating you think there- right. that happens it's no matter inimitable. what yeah. yeah and i think that's why the mantras is, is good is because you're just like listen as long as i'm just saying this thing i'm kind of doing my job and yeah you know, a lot of times some meditations are better than others, unless you're somebody who's like really is is dedicated to this as like your life's work, right? right? Where there are a lot of people who are like that. Yeah. Um, your meditations will sometimes vary. Some of them will be amazing. Like some, sometimes you know, sometimes I'll do like twenty minutes twice a day, mm-hmm. and there have been times where I'll. I'll Come out of it, I'll be like, Holy shit, that was like an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know what the fuck happened with the time, you know? And even within 20 minutes, that'll happen. Yeah. Sometimes, though, you're just like, Oh my Ahh. God,
0: absolutely. You know,
1: and you're just fucking like, blah, blah, blah. You're going over some resentment or just some dumb shit. <laughs> shit comes or, up. Yeah. You know, you're thinking about sex. You're like, Fuck, I got a boner right now. Yeah. And like, I've got this mantra going on in my head. And, but what they say. And what I do believe is that no matter what, like you can't, don't even worry about that. You don't judge the quality of your meditation. Yeah. You just kind of go with it and, um, and it will still bring you benefits. And I think yeah. that is true.
0: And cause it's a practice too. Like that was even on headspace, he would kind of give you that lesson before, like in the very beginning and being like, thoughts are gonna come Wait, up. Is this like, sponsored by headspace? <laughs> Why this is is bringing sponsor? up headspace? I'm trying to get headspace <laughs> to sponsor me. That actually would be a great sponsor. Um, Yeah. Like it's the, he kind of tells you like thoughts are inevitable. Like it's a practice. Like you're, you're not going to shout out to Brooklyn. (laughs) We out here, baby. (laughs) Yeah. That, um, it's a practice, right. And like meditation, like you start, like I started just with like 10 minutes and that was hard as fuck for the longest time. And, you know, and just like carving out that time is, you know, feels like, a really big pain. But in reality, it's like, no, I would just spend that time on my fucking phone anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like been my biggest thing in meditation is like, or any kind of spiritual practice, just like be patient. Like, it's not going to always be a quick fix. It's not always going to like, yeah. just like make you feel better or be great. Yeah. I
1: just, mean, you can't ever go into it like being like, I want this. Like after yeah. I come out of this, I need to be smarter and more creative. Yeah. And my dick needs it's, to be two inches bigger. It's like, just, It's just. <laughs> that's how a lot of people are though. You yeah. Know? And especially like do here.
0: In cap- yeah. Like very capitalism. Like what can I, what are the benefits I can get out? It's like right. they commoditize like. Totally. Absolutely. And it does I mean I guess in Silicon Valley they do that right and it's like supposed to help them be more productive it's like a shortcut or something. They're just fucking monetizing
1: everything. They <laughs> they're need like, to we're stop. gonna.
0: They're like, we're gonna microdose. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> they're
1: ruining LSD now. Like, what? We have to use this to work now. Are you fucking? This is gonna become mandatory soon, right? We're gonna like,
0: drug test, but if you don't have LSD, yeah, exactly, you have your exactly, fire. you're
1: fired. You fucking square. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs>
0: that's why there's so many white people who work for Silicon Valley. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think that shit is like, I mean, that's those drugs are great because that allows you to like kind of get a get off of that grid. Mm-hmm of production and consumption yeah. like it, i don't think it's a good thing that people are like yeah i just been microdosing lately and i feel a lot better i'm like no you need to fucking like burn down your office yeah <laughs> if your work is killing you that like fucking kill burn down the office building Well no one's inside <laughs> yeah obviously um, you know quit your fucking job don't like oh you, don't, God, you know, don't you know don't
0: you know there were times that when i worked at a previous position um that I had microdosed a couple of times at work. And one time it was actually kind of fun. And then the other times I was like, oh, I hate my job. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. That that should be the awakening that happens if you're taking LSD at work. It's like, fuck this. Fuck this. This is insane, actually. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. This has no bearing on reality. I need to get out of here. That's like the... The proper thing. Not like, wow, I am just so much better at Microsoft Excel.
0: Who is it? I don't know if it's you. Somebody has a a joke that's like Steve Jobs is the only person who did LSD and became more corporate.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's good though. Yeah, that's really (laughs) good. That's really good. They like weaponized acid for for (laughs) capitalism. That's like a horrible thing.
0: (laughs) Do you ever use? I mean, obviously you do psychedelics. um, Mm,
1: From time to time, (laughs) you
0: you dabble. dabble. Um, Do you ever use it for spiritual purposes?
1: Not really. No. No.
0: What kind of experiences do you have when you're? I just use
1: it to just. It's weird. I think I have a weird relationship with psychedelics because every time I use them, they really have more of like a, a sedative effect on me. Really? Like I kind of just really chill out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it really depends. You know, it depends on who I'm with. It depends on my mood. Da, 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 da. I mean, I have a good time, you know. What's
0: one of your favorite trips?
1: Um, one of my favorite trips. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot. <laughs> I mean, all of my favorite. I, I'm probably the first time I ever, I think, took lsd it was my favorite time because i was just like holy shit it was it was like three hours of just like laughter with my mouth stuffed with doritos oh with my a friend god of mine. it was literally that that's like all i remember from that experience it's just like burp, burp, burp. doritos are <laughs> just like pouring out and into my mouth it was like an orgy of doritos and i'm just laughing with a friend of mine over who, who even remembers. Who cares, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, how old were you um, I think I was like 19 mm-hmm. first time I dropped acid. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. I think I was like 25, 26. I'm surprised. It was later. It was later in life, but wow. I didn't, I didn't get into any of that until after I had already moved to New York really. Okay. Like I had only even smoked weed, like maybe once or twice before. Get I the fuck up. out of here. I know. Really? Well, yeah. Cause I was you? like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just like, uh, I was raised super Christian and you Holy know, yeah. and then I like moved up here and. Kind of had the freedom to explore other things, yeah. and you know.
1: See, that's the thing about the Hindu religion. Actually, is it's a fucking psychedelic yeah. as hell religion. Oh like God. it's just colors. It's just like colors and like weird-looking deities with multiple arms yeah. and like tons of heads and stories and it's a really psychedelic religion there's no question about it do hindus do psychedelics as part of their practice i mean there's like look there's people it's it's so it's such a huge religion too and Mm -hmm. people worship different ways there's really just a couple of very core principles that any hindu will always believe in Mm -hmm. but the way that they worship the way that they practice really varies there's so many varieties of it so smoking weed is a big part of the hindu religion for a lot of a big segment of hindus in Best india you know like this like, <laughs> was up yeah. 420 um, how do you say 420 in it's always four twenty. actually cardio. 420 <laughs> jarts obese in uh-huh. hindi actually hindi. it means like you're a crook okay <laughs> yeah interestingly enough it's like a slang that somebody's a jarts obese they're they're up to some criminal activities criminal no good um how's the
0: weed over there
1: it's like sane like it's not all just like mega diesel fuck you fuck you in the ass diesel blah like whatever bionic robocop diesel or whatever the fuck we smoke here it's not that the fucking gmo monsanto weed that we've got going on here you know they're just like it's just like pretty normal you know they 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 they, they're really into hashish there too
0: oh that's what's up yeah like
1: like it's really good
0: the first time i smoked hashish uh that was probably my first real psychedelic experience before i adapted with anything else um it and like when i first started smoking weed too i was in therapy and it really helped me in a lot you of were ways smoking
1: in therapy no,
0: no. i would well, oh, i would go okay. high okay. you know yeah <laughs> i wish she i mean she knew i was like high as fuck like yeah. she knew i would do dr- i did drugs uh-huh. like. um but yeah the first time i smoked hashish was like i had all these like connections from my childhood i was just like gonna go to bed and sleep and then just all these like like really vivid memories came back of like my childhood bedroom when I was yeah. like, really young and stuff like that's the thing is like you can do drugs to have a good time like psychedelics or weed and have a good time but you can actually have some enlightening experiences from them too you know just,
1: no I think definitely you know I, and I think like um, that is like the best purpose for using psychedelics yeah so, I, don't get me wrong I don't at all scorn the idea of using psychedelics too open your mind or achieve other states of consciousness or have realizations. I think that's a really beautiful thing and Mm -hmm. that should be part of it. And I think I even have had those experiences. Mm -hmm. I just think it's not necessarily why I will take those drugs from time to time. Yeah. 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 For me doing those things is more akin to why I might drink or something. Like sometimes it's a very social activity or maybe if I want to make, you know, um, movie a film or something like that wilder or if Mm -hmm. i want to just send if i'm going to listen to some good music or something like sometimes so you never
0: take anything and like write or be creative no i can't do that yeah i can't
1: (laughs) i don't i think a lot of people do and that it does make sense but like i can't i it just doesn't not for you not for me yeah Yeah. like there was a time for instance like and i mean like writing writing like writing prose where like smoking weed like I could smoke weed and then maybe edit. Mm-hmm. But all that really meant was that, like I would go back and read what I wrote sober. I'd be like, well, on page 15, things <laughs> took a wild fucking turn. like <laughs> Shifted to fucking fourth person. Uh, <laughs> and, I don't know. But, you know, so it, ultimately even then it wasn't even that helpful for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I get it, and especially like drinking. You know, things just do. Your boundaries are much more porous and loo- yeah. and 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 permissive, and um, things will occur much quicker and and so on. There's more of a flow. You yeah. Know?
0: And like everybody's brain is different. Like I can't really write drunk. I've tried. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go home and like have a bottle of wine, fucking write, and then I just like <laughs> scroll <laughs> through Facebook for eight hours. Exactly. <laughs> bottle of wine. Exactly, I, when I sit there and I'm like,
1: oh, well, this is really, I am gonna get down and this is going to open things up. Instead, I'm just, like, fucking drooling on the keyboard. I'm just like, Ugh. Your dick is out. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh, let me just beat off real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, and again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, that was so good, you know? Just do that again. <laughs> um, so, like, it's it's hard for me to um, use those things for creativity. Yeah. Se. Like, I think – I Because, th- I mean, I think the reason why people just do all substances, period, is because um, – they feel kind of blocked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they, they're not able to feel the natural flow. Feel
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And
1: so I think it's nicer. Cause like when you have like a really good like writing session or probably the same thing with music or painting or whatever other form of, of creativity is your practice. Like if you're just, and if you're sober and you're sitting there and you're just doing the work and putting in the work. And then all of a sudden things start flowing. Like, really, that's the drug. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Like, there's nothing like that. And that is, like, the most amazing feeling there is. Mm-hmm. And I think when we take drugs, it's really to replicate absolutely. that feeling. Yeah. You
0: know? And I think that's why I don't really smoke weed as much as I used to because I don't need it as much. Like, I used right. to smoke a lot because it was like I needed to push through something like all these, like you said, like blocks that were getting in the way. So I'd smoke weed to just kind of like make me more present and like help me to have a broader perspective. And then, since I started doing yoga and meditating and stuff, like I don't need the substance as much because I can kind of do that. Yoga,
1: meditation, sniffing glue. That's all you need. That's the trifecta. right What kind of glue though? You know, listen, you got to start small. Yeah. You got to, you got to start with Elmer's. Do you have any? Then you got to get into like industrial epoxy, you know, once you get to that higher levels of consciousness. Right. Yeah. Then you're enlightened. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) <laughs> then you just burn rubber and smell that you know <laughs> so how
0: when you're writing or like creatively speaking or in general if you're having a hard time and you feel like there's a block or you're feeling frustrated with something how do you get yourself out of that
1: um yeah that's like really tough I think like uh, for me I've come to now to a place which I'm proud of where I Try not to put as much pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like physical activity can help, like going for a run or something like that. Those things really help. But it it does help a lot of times to just let it go Mm -hmm. and then kind of let it come back to you sometimes when you least expect it. Now, having said that, there is – for me, I'm also a fan – I don't do this nearly enough to endorse it, actually. So I'm just going to be a charlatan about it. Mm. Uh, But just sitting down and just forcing yourself to look at a blank page. Mm. You know, I'm speaking really mostly about, like, writing prose and writing longer-form things as opposed to, like, jokes. Yeah, because you write
0: also. Like, you're, like, a writer writer.
1: Um. So that's a whole other practice that I have. And so in in that case, I will say, writing jokes, I don't really have that process of Mm -hmm. writing jokes, you know. But writing um, prose... Yeah, I mean, that's, like, it's such a long-term task, too, and it's so easy to just fucking be, like, fuck this, or this is dull, or this is that. <laughs> yeah. That, like, you know, and when you're not feeling anything, like, yeah, you just have to sit there, and I think just writing anything, like, at all mm-hmm. is a good way to access just, like, something like, clear better.
0: out some shit. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: like, just writing whatever the fuck it is yeah. uh, can be really helpful, even just, like, typing out something else that you're reading, you mm-hmm. know, like... Yeah. Could just be a good way to kickstart yourself yourself into creating your own thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do that even when I'm journaling. Sometimes it's like I just know something is on my mind and I just feel really cluttered. So I'll just start journaling and just say things like, I'm really frustrated right now. Like literally just try to get out whatever it is that I'm thinking. And it's like total garbage. But then it's, it's like I had a teacher at UCB who called it like... It's like turning on the faucet and like clearing out all the garbage right. before like the clean water. All the starts. Rust yeah, exactly. All the, yeah.
1: All the cobwebs and shit. Yeah. I mean, to me that makes total sense. You just have to do, that's the thing that I've realized just by observing other really great artists in general is mm-hmm. like everything happens in the doing. Yeah. Like I think very little happens in a stage of like pre-planning something out because all that shit changes once you put pen to paper or you mm-hmm. pick up a microphone yeah. or you start painting something or try to design something. I think for me, everything is in the doing Mm -hmm. and that's when you're working it out. That's when you're seeing what works. That's when things will come to you that didn't occur to you before.
0: What do you do in your comedy journey when you're feeling frustrated with where you're at? Um,
1: Uh, Mostly just look at shittier comics, (laughs) you know, (laughs) go to an open mic, (laughs) stroke the ego a little bit, head down to the (laughs) pair. Shout out to the pair. Shout out to the pair. I love that place. Um, (laughs) and i mean if i'm feeling frustrated yeah with it i don't i don't don't it's like dude i mean i just love joking around so much (laughs) it's it's like it's like every time that i any that frustration creeps up i'm just like fuck you you know yeah you're like it's like you're gonna die soon all of that (laughs) stuff for me is just like all of that is just like um career frustration and shit to me that's just like a big problem of Over identifying with yourself as a thing and you forget for me, my biggest breakthroughs always come when I'm just like, yep, you're going to die and you accept death (laughs)
0: for real and
1: death is is totally fine, too. And that's coming and it's going to be cool, too, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. But so you don't need to worry about any of this, yeah, really. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like you can just enjoy it and just be be in the world, actually, and that's totally fine.
0: Yeah, I kind of have a similar philosophy. When I get frustrated, it's like kind of just broadening my perspective and being like today this is the best that I can do. Like all I can do is what I can do today. And I can't really get frustrated about the future. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, everybody wants more spots and more, uh, more gigs and they want bigger audiences. And God knows I certainly want that too. But Mm -hmm. it's like, for me, everything really does come down to like joking. Mm-hmm. Like making jokes just like having
0: a good time yeah having yeah. a good
1: time with it enjoying like, it yeah because it's for me i just that's what i even going to open mic i a lot of people shit on open mics and they hate open mics i love open mics you know i'm like a, i'm, oh, I'm a big fan of them i yeah. i just like going there and being in the act you know um, doing the activity, you know, yeah. being being the doer, and for me, that's still fun. You know, I get to mm-hmm. watch other people who are working on their craft, and they're fucking funny too. Yeah, and especially
0: if you go to the good, like good open mics. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, but you know, like it's key. like,
1: like <laughs> that's the thing of that's the thing that I love about open mics is that it's a space for being bad. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> that's know? true. It's not a space for being good. It's like a space for being bad. So.
0: The stakes are low.
1: It's like the stakes are low. There are no stakes. It helps yeah, you understand. That's true, you know, like there are. What, what are the stakes? You know, it's the like,
0: stakes are that maybe somebody is there who runs a show and like you want to like that. But that's like the only stake if there ever is one. Right. Yeah. You know, to me the hardest part about going to open mics is just like dealing with a lot of dicks, like a lot of like assholes. You right. know, like. But you just find your people, you know. Because yeah. Because there are nice people out there. There's a lot of assholes, but there's a lot of nice people too. Yeah,
1: I know. there's a lot. There's all to even the assholes. Though, I'm just like, hey man, good for you that. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck it. Like, I don't. It's like that's the last thing I can even fucking care about at this point. Right. You like, know? why waste your energy? Yeah, and it's just like I think at most the feeling that I'll have for any particular asshole. It's just like, oh, that sucks. Sucks for you, man. Yeah,
0: I know. Um, well, I was telling you, like, I had a couple of female comics, you know, the other week, who were just super negative to me. One girl told me that she hated me, and Jesus. yeah, like, just <laughs> <That's> twice, too, <laughs> twice in the same night. She's like, "I hate you." I was like,
1: "What a bad comedian!" She didn't tell you three times. She didn't even remember the law, I know, the, dude, rule the rule, of, rule threes. of three. Oh my god! She told you <laughs> twice. What a hack!
0: She probably said it a lot more after I left. So, uh, yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, like. I'm not. It it shook me up when they said that just because it's like they're just putting negativity out there, but I just let that shit go. Like, I'm not going to let it get to me. Yeah. Because that's just a waste of energy.
1: Yeah. I think when people are like that, they're just like.
0: It's their they're own shit. Yeah, right? they're just
1: expressing their what they're feeling. Maybe in mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times about themselves. Yeah,
0: um, I'm just like, oh, this is like probably about their moms, yeah, right? Like, it, right, you know, exactly. Like, you know,
1: it's like there's so much. I mean, it goes
0: way deeper than it me. It goes so deep <laughs> when
1: you, when you're like that, where you will go up to somebody and be like, I hate you.
0: Yeah, you literally. Like, like, did
1: I did I like fuck your dad or something? Yeah. Like, what did I do to deserve that? Oh like, that's that's more on you than it is on absolutely. me. Just you know, gotta let that shit go. Yeah, like, it's absolutely. like it did not fuck your dad in the ass drunk. You know, <laughs> like so you clearly this is your problem. Yeah,
0: that's your mom you're talking yeah, about once I, again. Yeah. Like-
1: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> sorry, it's dark in here. No, I'm not your mother. You know? <laughs> but like that's yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like, I mean, I. I Lucky, lucky. No, nobody's ever been very openly hostile.
0: It's to the me. first time, just in the t- that week, that like it, all of a sudden I was like, you were probably oh doing, you were
1: shining or something. That's what I was like, I must be doing something right. Like fuck, <laughs> you were shining. It's a
0: good sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is.
1: It's not a. It's it's not a bad sign for you. It's but by a bad sign bad for, for them though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Like things, things aren't. They're not but, too happy.
0: Yeah. So.
1: People who are happy don't normally spread misery. Around, <laughs> don't say know? I hate you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. said people they don't know, too.
0: For real. <laughs> oh, man. So you are talking about the afterlife earlier. What do you like, or like dying, and like what's your perception of the afterlife? And does <clears throat> like your religion play any role in that? Like, what do you think? I mean,
1: like the Hindu philosophy for me is you know if you if you want to get into this like kind of hippie um quantum physics or whatever i don't even know if that's what a quantum i'm just like we're all matter we're all we're all actually energy concentrated into different forms and which does make sense you know Mm. and like in a physical sciences level that is true Mm. like for me like the hindu concepts of reincarnation it, that to me makes so sort of, that's just you know the second law of thermodynamics right, right? like
0: energy and, transferred
1: yeah exactly so for me that does make sense you know and you know what is specifically is gonna i mean i never was raised with an idea of heaven or hell yeah you know i was right. i was raised with an idea of consequences um And that was really it. But it was never like, you're going to go to a place and, you know, you're going to have to suck Satan's dick for eternity.
0: (laughs) If you steal that candy bar, like, you're sucking dick for eternity. You're going to
1: have to watch, like... um, you know Gallagher's (laughs) 10 hour long special you know (laughs) like on repeat forever like no you know I was gonna say Big Bang Theory Big Bang (laughs) Theory exactly you know or um, any any of those I don't even know shows enough to make fun of shows yeah (laughs) Um, unless it's streaming Um, so I mean that's my conception it's like I don't even really have a conception of in that sense of like oh I'm going here or this needs to happen could
0: you be a plant when you die like
1: I think you could, but that probably means that, um,
0: <laughs> you fucked <up>. maybe you <laughs> might, maybe
1: like, that's something I would have to look into because I think the idea is like, you, the, at least in Hinduism, the concept is like, you want to do less karma. It's like, you want a light karmic footprint mm-hmm. throughout the world. And that's why people do things like meditation uh, and devotional service and mm-hmm. things like that. Cause when you do those things, you're not...
0: <laughs> you're not sh- being a shitty person. Well, yeah, well, it's that.
1: And also, like, your actions are not your own anymore. Mm. That's the basic idea. They're not... You're, you're giving them over to something else, and you're just being the doer for the sake of that's your duty. Um, but the whole idea is light karmic footprint, um, and then you can kind of elevate to higher levels of...
0: What's a higher level? Life.
1: I mean, I think, like... Um, I think an example would, for instance, be, um, let's say I'm somebody who has a fleeting interest in, like, spiritual pursuits, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I try to put myself towards them, but I'm still very imperfect, and I, I live a life of just somebody else who lives in a capitalist society, and that still is my predominant aspect. That might mean, though, that my next life, I am somebody who is able to lead a more full spiritual life, mm-hmm. right? um one whose mind is completely focused on divinity, right? right? Or, or or whatever concept you want to put there. Um and, and so on you know what I mean it's it's like a lot of it is about fulfilling things a lot of it is about the perfection of the soul which mm-hmm. is actually just the liberation the whole point, it's all about liberation that's right what it is. not
0: being like attached to yeah, fucking garbage exactly
1: so the whole thing I was raised with was like you have to be f- freedom from the from the bondage of karma okay freedom from the bondage of karma that's what the karma are like ropes that you're winding around yourself and mm. you know so you're basically trying to liberate yourself from from karma.
0: I think about like, I think pursuing a spiritual path for me, it's also about like what's applicable now. Like I think about people who are ultra spiritual, like gurus or whatever, or not even gurus, but like more like monks who just spend their entire life meditating and detached from society and part of me thinks, like, oh, that would be really nice to just not have any responsibility. But I also feel like... These
1: fucking trust fund yeah. monks. Who the fuck <laughs> are they? Where the fuck do they get off doing yeah, that? exactly.
0: What? Like, this is, like, America. They like. get to work, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's value in, like, pursuing a spiritual path and l- allowing it to be applicable to your day-to-day life, too. Yeah. Like, I don't
1: know. No, I think there is. I mean, that's, like... Um... I, that's a big part of I think a lot of spiritual practices now are about that mm-hmm. you know like learning how to be able to be that while also living a serviceable life right in the society the demands that you produce and demands that you consume right so Absolutely.
0: like not ev- if everybody was a monk then we wouldn't have like garbage men like <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah
1: maybe wouldn't have garbage though either. Who that, knows? hey
0: that's actually maybe true
1: um. who knows I mean yeah I, I yeah it's like you can only make it work insofar as you can right like practically <laughs> yeah you know what I mean so I think it's like a really Oh, we've got a guest we've appearance. We got a doggy in the house. Oh, a doggy hey buddy. Hey, sweetie. This is Grayson the dog. Come to join <laughs> Say us. Hello. Hey buddy. He's a, he's such a good boy. We speculate that he might be like a monk himself or really? like a this because he really can't stand any seeing any kind of conflict or violence Aww. or anything. Like he's he just chills too. He, likes peace. he just chills <laughs> like he's like constantly <laughs> like meditating himself. <laughs> he's hey, a sweetie. Yeah, he's a good boy.
0: Well, on that note, um, what so what makes you happy, Pranav? What mm, makes
1: comedy, you happy? doing jokes, love it. That's what do you like, love about it? It's just like um, uh, connecting with people, you know, mm-hmm. through thought. For me, it's like the most amazing thing because you're using thoughts to just m- make people react viscerally to something. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, and i like the f- yeah i like the feeling of being connected to people i like the feeling of being on stage and you unlock something in somebody in in, in a bunch of people you know what i mean um,
0: <laughs> we so. guys we have a dog uh, we have a dog <laughs> incident going on he right does now not agree. <laughs> He's getting adjusted um,
1: <laughs> yeah i mean for me that, that's the be- there, i don't i don't even know how to describe the feeling of mm-hmm. i mean you know that, yeah. you know if, like you're doing really well on stage and you're killing it. It's like there's nothing like that. You yeah, know, absolutely. Like you're making people laugh. You're making people happy. You know, you're giving them respite from you know the rest of their day. Their, people come to a comedy club because they're like, I need to laugh. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, not because they're you know whatever, but I I mean, so to be able to give people that is like an amazing feeling. But it's also just an amazing feeling. Like for me, if I think of a line or if I think of a joke and it's something i've i know i've been trying to get at for a while like it's just I don't know. It's like you feel the act of creation in you.
0: Absolutely. It's magical. Yeah.
1: You know, there's, you feel emergent and like, you're like, holy shit. You know, this is what it was like when volcanoes were first forming on earth. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Equally monumental, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) Equally momentous. (laughs) 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 Creation motherfuckers. (laughs) Mic drop. Um, So, I mean, I don't, it's just such an amazing feeling. I think whenever you're doing anything, Mm -hmm. like if you're writing or if you're a musician um, and you're just able to just exist in that place of play. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing, there's nothing, no feeling like that. You know, you're just, you're in the zone. Everything's flowing. It's like a, it's great. Yeah. It's like, it's.
0: What did you love before you started doing comedy?
1: Oh man. Uh, Writing. Mm. I like writing um, I like listening to music a lot mm-hmm. um, I like I, I play video games I wouldn't say consider myself a gamer mm-hmm. but I play like three to five video games a year mm-hmm. and I you know it's it's just like a really great it, it is meditative in the sense that like you're engaged with something without being attached <coughs> excuse me attached to the result or fruit of something yeah you know what I mean so in that sense it is kind of meditative um, and I love like spending time with people that I love too. conversation, you know, mm. talking about stuff, talking about politics, talking about the world. Uh, I'm like a big fan of reading groups. I've, I've been in a few reading oh, groups. Yeah? yeah. I was in like a, uh, for like close to like two years was in like a psychoana- psychoanalytic reading group.
0: Oh really? What did that entail?
1: I was just like, you know, we, we started with like. Freud, and then went into Melanie Klein, and then into all these other psycho- psychoanalytic thinkers. Um, and that it was just great. You know, you're... Discussing ideas. You've,
0: you've been in therapy before, right? Or oh are you yeah, still yeah. You're yeah, still yeah. In therapy? Dude,
1: yeah, therapy's therapy's dope. Like psychoanalytic analytic therapy is great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a meditative activity too.
0: Absolutely, you feel all clean, fresh when you. Yeah, need you, know? You're shit shit, you know, processing shit. Absolutely.
1: So for me, that uh, t- for me, those two things are the same. Like meditation and psychoanalysis, they're really. Very uh, two different ways of approaching the same exact thing, which Absolutely. is like processing. Exactly processing that everything. Out, you like know your past and how it's converging into the present, mixed with your actual living present of what you're having to deal with every day. Mm. It's just a way of processing all of that. You know
0: what's a what's a big breakthrough you've had from being in therapy?
1: Oh fuck! <laughs> or um, you don't have to say. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's that one's a bit. If it's personal, yeah, yeah that, it's definitely personal.
0: But <laughs> you've had breakthroughs. Definitely. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are great. You know, those are the best. Cause like that. that and what's cool about that is like, that's like the art of yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like when you do that, that's like, um, you know, when you ha- come through like a breakthrough about yourself, you can really use that. And it really, it puts you above the situation of yourself. Absolutely. You know? And
0: like, it doesn't, and then that thing that you're working through doesn't dictate your behavior any exactly. longer. Like when I first, Started going to therapy. I mean, it took two years for me to have like a real breakthrough where I was like, oh, when they say that, you know, your mom affects whatever. Then I was like, oh, now I see it. Yeah, no, <laughs> now it, I fucking see it. Of like,
1: course, yeah.
0: That's where that anxiety comes from. All that from, shit is
1: all mom whatever. shit, oh my, too. Oh, my God.
0: Guys, <laughs> save yourself the money. Like, just like it comes down to your mom and your dad. It's like, it really about, does. It's all about
1: like, that. It is. Just
0: believe it. It's true.
1: Like, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> Well this has been awesome. Yeah, this I'm has so been great. I'm so happy to have you as my I've first had a blast. guest. I'm very I'm really honored, really. Oh, good. I'm blessed to do this. I love thank you. Thank you. Love you. too. Love um, you too, buddy. Absolutely. Well, give everybody your social media. Oh,
1: yeah. Come be my uh, 49th Twitter follower, <laughs> no, guys. you have 50. I've I got was, 50? Uh, okay, cool. I got 50 yeah. followers. I'm fairly new on Twitter. Um, but I get some good jokes on He's Twitter. He's so funny on Twitter, you guys. Um, and the favorites. more the more people there, the more inclined I'll be to post more there. Uh, that's Pranahaha at Pranahaha. P R A N A H A H A. My Instagram, uh, which admit it sucks. My Instagram sucks. Um, but go ahead and follow that too. That's also at Pranahaha. Uh, on Instagram, I don't I don't like Instagram as much though.
0: Yeah, well, you're more of an ideas I'm person. Li- I'm more of a text based yeah. person. You know? it's not, um, Do you have any upcoming shows in the next couple weeks? Uh,
1: well, on Monday, I'll be at uh, Friends and Lovers in Brooklyn okay. at eight. Um, I got a couple other things. I don't have my calendar handy, but okay. we should really be plugging Trigger Play. Yes, guys, up December second.
0: December second is the next Trigger Play. Pine
1: Box Rock Shop. We've got an amazing lineup. This this show has been just every show you, you never think it can get better and it just keeps getting better and better. Our last show had like what? 60 people. I mean, it its was, peak. There was standing a, room only. It, they could, you could barely budge in there. You yeah. could barely move around and people were just slaying it too. It was
0: people were killing. It was great.
1: Um, so many, we've had so many great shows. You guys should come out. Yeah. Um, Pine Box Rock Shop, Saturday,
0: December 2nd, 7.30 yeah. PM.
1: 7.30. Good vibes to be had.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Pranav. Hey, thanks. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, that's been the podcast, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, A Thousand Serious Moves. Give me a good rating. Uh, follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter, Therapist Jokes or Therapist Jokes. Check out my website, therapistjokes.com. Got a bunch of show dates on there, um, some videos. I got some art for sale. Also, I'll be in Houston uh, next Thursday on Thanksgiving performing at the avant-garden at 9 p.m that should be pretty dope come drink away all the pain of having over eight for the day <laughs> so yeah thanksgiving day avant-garden houston texas um until next week i wish you all love courage pussy money weed, enlightenment namaste